T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. Here is where where we do a podcast about the radio show, and so you can listen to this all places that the the, the DA Show's podcasts are found, and that includes on the DA Show's podcast feed, as well as its own Permission Granted podcast feed. When you find either one of them, subscribe, rate, and review. That helps other people find the podcasts. Also, you can hear this inside the Odyssey app where podcasts are also heard and streamed, although I will warn you that there has been some issues at times from some listeners that use the Odyssey app, and so you might want to find it other places. Don't think it doesn't exist because you can't find it maybe on the Odyssey app. I want to pose this question to you. Do you think that we are the rabble-rousers of CBS Sports Radio? (laughs) Boy, another 80s reference here from DA. Haven't been called that in a while. So you mean just like getting everybody all riled up? We're the potsters? We're the troublemakers? Do you think that? No. Okay. This is going to sound like a really terrible way to put it, and people are going to take this the wrong way. I don't think we seek to cause trouble. I think trouble finds us. Mm. How do you mean? Well... I think that we are left with a daily dilemma in that, uh, you know, anything that seemingly happens that seems to poke controversy around CBS Sports Radio does in many ways fall in our laps, and we can make a decision editorially. Do we bury it, or is it like calories for content? And I think we have a job to do to make an entertaining show, and sometimes workplace controversy causes, you know, leads to entertainment and we're not looking for it so when it falls in our lap i don't think we'll be in rabble rousers by any means getting everybody all stirred up i think we're doing our job and being entertaining i think you're deflecting responsibility i think we, we for years have been the one show that didn't mind poking fun at other shows that became our reputation and now the listeners are feeding us more fuel or a coal furnace and they just keep feeding us all this all of this coal every day, and so they know we'll do it. That's our DNA. That's our reputation. So they give us all this stuff. 
you're probably right. And I do have a picture of that scene in Titanic with the, the coal people, you know, moving the boat. All, the only thing I will say about that, and I learned this lesson a long time ago from my mother, among many things, do unto you, unto others as you wouldn't mind done to you. And I perhaps took this the wrong Not way. quite exactly how it goes, but we know what you're saying. Yeah. Anything that I personally say or I poke fun at or I search, I certainly don't mind if the rock is thrown my way. And I think that's probably why I, I can't speak for the whole show, why I personally, if I'm labeled rabble rouser, <laughs> if I'm labeled rabble rouser, I don't mind it because at the same time, give it to me back. I'm, I'm all for, for good in that. Now. Yes, there are times where I can be a little sensitive. Uh, pranks about shed and legal action and stuff <laughs> like that, for sure. But for the most part, I feel like I can take a good punch because I don't mind throwing one. Yeah, I I have to... We might have to rein back on soundcheck. Soundcheck has now become a launching point for making fun of somebody or something on CBS Sports Radio. And I want this very clear. Throughout the nearly 10 years, now nine and a half years we've been on CBS Sports Radio, all the times we've poke funded anybody on the station, it has all been in fun. It has all been with a smile and the best of intentions. We do not go out of our way because we dislike everybody. We don't go out of our way with pure hatred or trying to tear somebody down reputation-wise. I'm not trying ever, ever, ever to get somebody demoted or taken off the air or what, or even have listeners change their mind about, you know, hosts or update people or whatever. It is never the intention. The intention has always been that I've always viewed the best parties and the best friends groups as the ones that give each other bleep all the time. My best friends from high school, my best friends from college constantly give each other bleep. It just is never ending. And I just, I consider them my best friends. So when we do this, it is all in that same loving form that we're all in this together. And of course, we expect us to be made fun of as well. It's why we do so many dopey things. It's why we really don't take ourselves seriously because we expect the same thing back. But I worry that perhaps because we now have elevated to a certain scale at CBS Sports Radio as Morning Drive, so as an anchor show of the network, and then also with our national attention that we get on the show and our reputation, that perhaps other people feel like they can't make fun of us because we're at the top and they might not be, and so it feels perhaps, you know, imbalanced in that way, and because of that, I think Soundcheck is becoming a bit of an issue around the ne the neighborhood. I think that Soundcheck, when we play clips, and I won't even name names, but we all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean like that. <laughs> I think that it's gotten to a sensitive point, and it never was this way. We've we've made fun of Jody Max Koff for the better part of seven years, maybe longer, maybe since the beginning. And the joke's on us. He's still with us. <laughs> Employed by the network or still on the face of the earth? I'm saying the face of the earth with that call from seven years ago. <laughs> but he has been in the game so long that whatever we say, doesn't it doesn't affect him. He's not taking it personally. He laughs. It's all a good joke. He fills in for the show. It's all fine. He's on. He's at a point where he certainly doesn't need us to validate his career. He's had an amazing mm -hmm. career. 
Schwartz is another one. Boy, could we play one more Islanders press conference clip? And now the guy's beloved. Schwartz, another one. And, and you know, and so I wonder if we have these listeners, and I love them to death. They're sending us these clips because we can't monitor everything all the time. And they say, hey, check this. This happened here. You want to hear this. And I wonder if we're getting into a spot where it's so easy and so fun to play these clips and, and riff on them, but that it's, it's, I say this that I think it's causing a problem in the neighborhood because I came in after the 4th of July weekend and I got <laughs> three different people on Tuesday morning that were like, you wouldn't believe so-and-so. He came up to me in the break room or he came up to me, swung the door open in the control room or he did this or that. And he said, well, why'd you say this about me? Or why'd you play this clip? And I was like, whoa. Now we've got behind the scenes pitchforks and torches. I don't know. that We might have been, we, we, it might well, be jumping the shark. Perhaps. And, of course, we're not going to name any, any names here. But the only thing I will push back on is the producer of said segment soundcheck. You? Well, I find the clips and I'm the one to put together yeah, the sheet. Okay. I'm just saying from that vantage point, I think there's got to be a way where we can still have a little without stripping the whole thing down. Well, today was a good example, yes. Zach Gelb's show, well, Zach Gelb was on Maggie and Perloff, is that right? Yeah, and by the way, Zach sent me the clip. So that's what I mean. Yeah. Zach makes fun of you with Marco Belletti about not really being the clubhouse leader that you think you are. Zach's been really good about taking it and giving it. For sure. He knows how to make fun of us. He knows we'll make fun of him. He's good. He sends us the clips if he talks about us. Boom, boom, boom. That is going to be always, I think, clear sailing for us. But we got to be careful about the people that don't that don't have a good time with it. I So I don't disagree. So then the question becomes... Handling sound check on for and you're hearing a live prediction meeting here, folks, on the PGPs. We peel back the curtain. Is this just we are aware of who's upset and who's in a tizzy, so we back off them specifically and then we continue on business as usual for everybody else? Or does this become like a hotel floor where we're handing out do not disturb signs to put on the doorknob and you basically emailing everybody, hey, this is what we do, it's all in good fun. If you would like us not to partake, please click do not disturb. Hmm, that's an interesting option. I didn't think of that. Okay, so, okay, this is interesting because on yesterday's show, Tuesday's show, Schwartz had a really interesting point. Huh, how do I frame this without naming names? Well, I uh, asked him about two different guys on the sh- uh, on the network and whether, uh, I can say this. Jack Stern, you didn't catch this. The other day was singing his own walk-up song. He was producing one of the weekend shows, and they did What's Your Favorite Walk-Up Song or What Would Your Walk-Up Song Be? And his his was Guns N' Roses' Sweet Child of Mine. He sung it? And it was so bad. We can insert that right here. Jack Stern, it is time for you to step into the batter's box, sir. Okay, I'm going to be a center fielder for the Philadelphia Phillies, and I'm going to be number eight in honor of my favorite player growing up, Shane Victorino, the flying Hawaiian for the Phillies. Always played the game the right way, always played really hard, was great in the outfield. Never was the best player on the field, but always made up for it with his heart and effort. So I'm going to be center fielder, number eight for the Phillies, 
My walk-up song, Guns N' Roses, baby. I'm going with a little bit of a throwback, and I'm going to have to sing along as the song progresses as well. Sweet child of mine, a favorite of mine. Let me let it rip, and you introduce me. Attention, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Now batting for the Philadelphia Phillies. Producer extraordinaire, shortstop extraordinaire. Number eight, Jack Stern. Stern. Oh, 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 sweet love of mine. Oh, dear God. Oh, dear God. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 sweet child of mine. I know what uh, the DA show is going to make fun of you next for, okay? I, I, I know what's coming your way next. I mean, that is so bad. It's beyond abhorrent. It's awful. But it was like he knew it was really bad. I mean, he couldn't have thought that was good. And so as Schwartz said, Stern is the type of guy that you talk. He does something hoping that you'll talk about it. Right. Even if it's bad. Right. So maybe a Stern, but that would go into your option B Ask everybody, are you cool if we use your clips on the air and riff and make fun? And he might be the one that says, yeah, no problem. I'm happy you're just talking about me. Versus maybe there's some others that would be like, no, I I don't want to be part of the bit. Yeah, I think that's the right way to approach it. And I could just tell you in my younger days if I did something stupid, like I cried on the air or something like that. I always kind of laughed at myself and viewed it. Hey, that's kind of cool that everybody else was talking. Even if it was natural and I sounded like an idiot. And I also believe in a network like ours, synergy-wise, if you play a certain clip of somebody saying something stupid where we're making fun of them or sounding something stupid, and you play it a couple times, and now our listeners are driving to said show or going to that show where they wouldn't have otherwise listened, they might go hoping they hear something like that but end up staying long-term because they fall in love with the show. And I always felt, even if... Even if your chord sounds like you're making fun, ultimately that's a good thing for a radio station or network because you're driving ears to places where they wouldn't normally be. And even if like 10% of those new people stay, you've captured a new audience. I have always been a proponent of all publicity is good publicity. It doesn't matter how people find out about you, barring the real extreme situations where it's like criminal stuff. But as long as they're hearing about you, then you're on their radar and then you have the opportunity to win them over. And I've always felt like it didn't matter what other stations or networks or hosts were talking about me. Hey, talk about me and then I get the chance to win you over if you do come along and listen to the show. And I would say this, as far as soundcheck goes, we try to at least give you one funny clip a day, but it doesn't always have to be CBS Sports Radio related. I mean, we had Charles Barkley a couple of times saying something really hysterical, the NBA and TNT crew. Zanaboni's a good one. Zanaboni, Sterling, doing the Yankee stuff. We try to mix it up the best we can. Ultimately, try to get two topics. That's usually my mindset of, like, stuff that we didn't hit on in the show rundown, a way to kind of talk about something. But, I, I mean, are we going to let maybe one or two people ruin this for everybody? And then, what, we get the sound check and, what, we need Pete Carroll talking about Drew Locke again? No. No. We do one of two things. Either we know who the people that can take a joke are, and we just keep playing the hits there. The Jody Max, the Zach Gelbs. We know the hits. And and, and we just, we, we don't, you don't worry about doing stuff about people that might take it the wrong way. 
Or B, as you said, we issue, uh, uh, let us know what you think. And if you're happy with us playing clips from your show and maybe riffing on it, great. If not, that's totally cool too. But let us know so we know if you're you're taking this the right way. Because I don't want to drive people to like be barging into control rooms and catching people in the cafeteria being like, why did you do that? I, I would agree. That's bad. I it It's disappointing that it's coming to this, but we should be I, aware enough to do our part. I actually full I wholeheartedly agree with that. It should to me, and again, maybe I'm the wrong, wrong example. I'm cut from a different cloth. I was always the chubby guy growing up that deflected and got ahead and make in front of myself. So my mindset has been like this since I was like eight years old. But it's just I don't know. I never pictured getting into radio. I, to be in a world where people could be that sensitive and can't have fun at themselves and, and make fun of it. I, I just it's I just bummer. never pictured this world being that. I know. If anywhere, it should be totally cool with just raking each other over the coals because it's just, you know, one big kind of silly party, it would be sports radio, but that's where we are. Unfortunate. So you're going to talk to Pat Boyle on side B. <clears throat> Boyle's become a jack-of-all-trades. Produces, hosts, runs the board. Well, he's done headlines. A little clunky on the board, by the way, on Tuesday. A little clunky. I only caught one mistake. Oh, maybe I was hearing some others in queue. Twitch had brought it up as well. You heard it wrong? Yeah, but he said he he has a great attitude when he's clunky. There's no beating himself up. He, he has the perfect amount of, and it's a real throwback to our listeners, the perfect amount of Steve Moralia in him. Hey, we're on the air. Planet Steve-O was our uh, engineer during the uh, evening days, not overnights, evening days. And his bar for success was so low. It was just as long as we're on the air, it's a win. Yeah. And it's not to that extreme. Well, what happened today? He hit one sound check clip really late. He hit stun to a news too early. Right. And then he also had some kind of dinging up on the internet that played like one one or two times at some point too. It was just, it was a couple clunky moments. He was able to laugh. And I... That's the thing. He when, grooved a couple of pitches. Right. And when you're Pat Boyle and you bring so much else to the table, you live with the subtle little mistakes. But I just, I thought that was funny. He's a jack of all trades. I just had to uh, bring attention. We're aware he was a little clunky at times. Okay. So uh, bring that up to him on side B. But I, I do think he's been a really uh, fun addition to the show because he can do a little bit of everything and he picks his spots of when to jump in. And when he does jump in, it's usually pretty funny. He's just pretty good. And I would say this, what I've noticed more and more about Pat, and remember, a lot of times I miss the Pat live stuff because he might be filling in for me. Yeah. But the times he fills in for Pete, what I've I've learned, especially today, or and I'm saying this on Tuesday, the segment about the bottle, the drinking out of the bottle with the beer. You know what Pat Boyle brings to the table on the air? We're not nearly as young and as hip as we think we are. Right. We're all kind of in, in age descending order. But at some point, you look around at me, Pete, you, and Bogus. We're not old by any means, but Pat at least gives you that younger flavor that me. some of us may think, including me, that we think we have, but we have aged out of having. It's a very good self-analysis here. I'm the oldest of the group at 43. Bogus is 42, a year younger than I am. You're 36. I'm 35. Pete's 36. Pete's 36. You're 35. So we're all jammed into a seven to eight year period. Mm-hmm. But all of us are married. All of us, you know, have our own homes now. All of us are homeowners, lawn taker cares of. Some, most of you guys are dads, except for me. You got so, Rosie. 
I've got Rosie the cat. So we've all graduated past the single days, renting an apartment, only taking care of a pet or something like that. Hot pockets, right, the whole thing. Dating, yep. you know, staying out late, et cetera. Pat's 27, good-looking guy, likes to get after it, and has a funny attitude about everything. And so you're absolutely right. It's like... You kind of need a little dose of it's 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 like when a sitcom brings in a young kid, like they yep. have a baby born. born. Yeah, it's like you kind of need something fresh to add to it, and Boyle's got that. Yeah, I forgot what was the clip he said. Uh, taking sips and doing slips or something. Sucking nips. Oh yeah, and sliding slips. You're not getting that out of me. You're Bellotti in your mid thirties. You're getting that out of a 27-year-old Pat Boyle. And and Pat Boyle, affectionately known as Tom Boyle, called Tom by, uh, who was it last uh, night? Marie. Marie in Denver called him Tom Boyle. You know, he he likes going out. He likes dating. He's he's uh, He likes going out to Vegas and having a good rager. Um, yeah, so it is, it's a different dynamic. It's, it's maybe what we need a little bit of. It's a little edgy. It's a little young. It's a little fresh. Yeah. It's not wrong with that. When you guys were making fun of his tight shorts, I'm thinking, you know what? You guys can't bag on him because those are in. Everything that we wear is not But that's in. where he needs to punch back and say, you're an old man. Stop yeah. wearing your old Navy jeans. It's a weird thing that he, he has this undying respect for you. He won't even come after you when you come after him. And that's, he needs to learn. I've got a lot of people close to me in my life. None of them respect me. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, thank God for Pat. <laughs> it's unreal. Even when you <laughs> killed him, he didn't deserve the five oinks. He agreed. He's like, no, yeah, yeah. I thought it probably wasn't worth five oinks either. I'm like, dude, just take the victory lap. I need a Pat Boyle in my life. As a matter yeah. of fact, I might put a dormer on my house for Pat to move in. He can bring whatever chicks back he wants. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Um, we are going to have, I, I think it's going to be... Late July, I think it's July 28th, if I'm not mistaken, is the Mo Gabba um, day at Camden Yards for Little Mo. And we're not going to have like a big listener thing there, although I want to do that eventually, maybe next summer. This summer didn't really quite come into to play, but we are going to do a T-shirt. Okay. Where you can buy a T-shirt online, the money's going to go to Mo's Foundation, and then you can you know, support him on that day, even though you can't be at Camden Yards. That's cool. So the designs are coming through and they're gonna be they're gonna be really cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Different colors or one are we doing an Oreo color? What are we doing? Yeah, I think it's gonna be black t shirts with orange font and stuff. So okay. it's the Orioles colors. That's we won't say Orioles on it, but it'll be Orioles colors. Yeah. We've seen the a lot of a lot of places do the T shirts where they yeah. you know hint hat tip to the MLB team, but we're not putting a logo. So I think uh that'll be cool and maybe we'll also have to um have to send out the last of the koozies. I think I have like 30 koozies left from uh Now wait a minute. That's the uh, neon green Now wait a minute koozie. Those are a classic. One is <clears throat> hanging at Bob's bar still. We've had three editions of koozies. One was little wet little drippy, right? Dark blue. Then there was a Sunday morning football that was not distributed to the masses. Correct. That was a very insider trader deal. Short run. Um, and then there was, now wait a minute, fluorescent green. 
truly pops in the summer if you're holding a now wait a minute koozie. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and this sounds like a cool idea, I think we're going to package the two together so that you can have a little Mo t-shirt, a DA show koozie. Uh, and then we're going to send out that stock because I think at some point in the future, I want to do a no easy oinks koozie. Because I really do think that's a great slogan for the show. Hashtag no easy oinks. You, I, I don't care. We're going. I think no easy oinks is perfect. And I was going to say, you know what's a good thing to do too? We should look into it. Yeti stickers. They are everywhere. People love the Yeti, you know, the thin ones, the wild people are drinking those like crazy, like, you know, koozies that, that hold weight. And people put the stickers on them to tell apart. You could get DA show drop stickers in different ways. Set out some Yeti stickers. So when you say Yeti stickers, you mean like the Yeti insulated canisters that hold your drink that yep. people put stickers on? Yes. Gotcha. They're very, Pat Boyle could probably attest this, very popular right now with the young crowd. Okay, so you put them on your your beverage holder, your yes. beverage. Okay. Yes. Now, beer koozies people obviously still use, but those have really taken off. Okay. They've yeah, really taken that'd be off. a good one for no yeah. easy oinks. That probably could have been left off there, but hey, we're in the middle of talking well, about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a pitch session. It's just an idea. Who knows? I have no idea the pricing on those <laughs> kind of things, but a good idea to keep in mind. Okay. All right. Okay. I like that too. So keep an eye out for that. That should be coming the next week or so. The designs to make sure you have them by July the 28th when there's Mogab a day. Although you can, of course, wear it any day of the year, no matter what. Uh, the other thing is Mothership of the Movies is going to come up. Next week, I'm off. I'm in L.A. filling in for Rome. Following week is when we'll do Mothership of the Movies. And uh, I think it's been set. We're going to start with Hustle, right? With yes. the, the Adam Sandler film. Yeah, so go to Netflix if you want to get ahead of it. Take your own notes to leave us tweets. Hustle's available to everybody with Netflix subscribers. Anybody with net, a Netflix subscription and yeah, we'll break down the basketball in Hustle, which I've already seen, but I'm going to obviously watch again with the eye on analyzing, but I thought it was an excellent movie, a big comeback for Adam Sandler in some of these Netflix movies. Hmm, now, I've heard it's a little underwhelming. Really? Yeah. I went into it thinking it was going to be underwhelming. Yeah. had terrible expectations. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a very solid sports movie. Okay. Maybe you'll find it cheesier, but hey, that's part of the segment. We'll have fun. Yep. And we're going to do four movies we decided, four or five. A uh, four-week run, and I think on week four, we re-examine where we are with football camps opening and the busy time of year. If it's very right. quiet, maybe we'll do a swing fifth week, but we should guarantee a four-week run. Okay. One other concept I've been kicking around is for the summer, maybe doing a Q&DA. These are very popular on social media. You know, ask me anything. AMAs. Yep. Right? And uh, I'm thinking there's a lot of people that probably have questions about the show that are not sports-related. They're show-related. Hmm. And I'm thinking this came up because I, I noticed that so many people on social media do the Ask Me Anythings. AMAs, I'm in an airport, I'm doing this, I'm wait, Ask Me Anything. And it's just like a range of topics. When we do the show, there's now nearly a decade's worth of inside jokes, references, Things like that. Like I was telling the Joey Chestnut story the other day about how he burned us. And I got a lot of people going, I had no idea about that. Now I hate him too. <laughs> and we think it's secondhand. It's like everybody knows the Joey Chestnut story. Right. We always talk about how much we hate him, but not everybody does. So I'm thinking maybe it's just a good idea to do like one question a day. You can email us, tweet us, you know, Facebook, what have you, Instagram. 
pick one show-related question a day, and maybe somebody's like, hey, why do you guys hate Joey Chestnut? Can you tell the story? And, like, that's the segment for the day. I like it. It's almost like a a way to twist up and reform, but in documentary form, uh, the This Date and Mothership history. Correct. And that was something that Rob the 321, I think, tweeted at somebody. Can you bring that back? Yeah. During the pandemic. Which is why we're not. Again, to, <laughs> as we were trying to get creative about how to fill four hours during uh, a time of no sports, it was take this date, then go back and find something that happened on this date in DA show history, and we'll play the clip and then riff on it. And that was a great idea, but I don't know if it's necessary when you have a lot of stuff to talk about. In this case, you'd actually be talking about things that people have questions about. Right. Yeah, we're not just picking something. What do you want to know about? Forget yeah. us just playing something. Yeah. So I'm thinking about that. Q and DA. Now, would it be just show-related stuff? No, I guess it could be anything. It would just you not know? be sports-related stuff. Right. Like they or, could ask you about, you know, taking care of a cat. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it could be anything. And maybe you could even expand it to, like, it could be really general or historic-based, not topical sports questions. Right. Not like, what do you think about the Pac-12? Because, of course, we're going to address that all morning long. It's, you know, who are your you know, top five players right. in Pac-12 history or something DA, like what's that. your favorite college football game of all time? Boom. That's that, what we're talking about. Okay. I Boom. I like it. I like it. It's a good idea. It's crafty. It's different. Kick them around a little bit. You can even hold the index card up for personal effect on the stream. Oh. Yeah, there you go. You know, Matt in Green Bay asks... What kind of cat food do I feed Rosie, and how often do I take her out? There we go. That's what we're talking about here. I haven't seen Cap in a long time. Is he working here? He is. I saw him briefly. Brief. He's hiding from us. Maybe Friday or Thursday. I saw him briefly last week. I mean, I'm talking about two seconds. Two seconds in and out. <laughs> he's he's uh he's very quiet, hidden. We'll see him again at some he's not, point. He's not quiet. He's he's tagging us in every type of yeah. embarrassing GIF video. Maybe that's what he's avoiding. Maybe he thinks we're going to come in and start pointing fingers at him, telling him to leave us alone. I think Cap's kind of like a mad scientist where he, in his lab, he's just creating all this type of stuff. And then and when he comes out, he wants to just shroud of darkness, just like slip out the back door. Yep. You know, come in under cover of darkness, go out under anonymity, and then in the middle just create all this craziness. He could walk through Soho right now in Manhattan, and nobody's going to go, hey, that's the DA gift guy. Yeah. He, he could walk around the streets, no problem. I know. He's like Mike Trout. <laughs> A superstar, but nobody or, stops. Or him. apparently Chris Bryant on the Rockies. <laughs> nobody knows. Okay, so you got Boyle coming up, side B here. Oh, Boyle rules. Oh, boy, plenty to get into with Pat Boyle. When you guys do the show for me, do you ever do a boiling over segment where he just rants on something? Well, no. Well, remember, he's only done the show so far with Bogish the gotcha. two Fridays I was out. I'm assuming Bogish has another vacation coming where I'm going to get to do that, but yeah, we might tempt that. And like when a, it's me and Bogish, Pete really, I, I don't know. I don't know what he does with the schedule. We had basically just Jock alone with me and, <laughs> me and uh, Pete the other day, or with me and uh, Bogish the other day, so I don't get a boil. Bogus gets a boil. I don't get a boil. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. I think, who knows what's going on with Pete. It doesn't <laughs> even try for a boil for me. Also, you missed this last week when you were off. I guess it was last week. When, well, when was I off last week that you weren't here? Oh, I guess you were with us. When Erica Herskowitz basically said, I'm done. 
Yeah. I don't I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. What a performance. <laughs> She's been doing headlines for 25 years and on assorted stations in New York and then here for CBS Sports Radio and and I don't know how it came up, but she's like, I stopped caring a long time ago. Yeah. Whoa. A very much a precursor to Jeff Schwartz on Tuesday's show telling us, <laughs> why bother listening to me later? I'm just going to talk about the same thing I talked about yesterday. A lot of people selling their careers here. <laughs> Erica, I don't care. I stopped caring a long time ago. Oh, well. <laughs> it was amazing. It's a great attitude for young people in the business <laughs> now that we have interns to hear. Really good attitude. Sometimes we struggle with culture around here. Yeah. CBS oh, major culture problem, for sure. Which maybe that is shows I am the leader <laughs> and I am where the captain. If the culture's bad, then you must not have a good leader. <laughs> All right, here comes Pat Boyle on side B. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okaly dokaly, how do they doodly do? It is Mraz on side B of the PGP, and how are you? The bogeyman is not with me. He is not with me this morning. Stormed out of the studios in protest because he couldn't believe he didn't really do that. I'm not even sure he knows I'm taping side B right now, but I'm doing it with the Pat Man. The Pac Man. The Pat Man. Pat Boyle, O'Boyle Rules. Pat, hello, how are you? I'm all right. Don't call me the Pac-Man. If you want to call me the Pat-Man, I guess that's okay. Um, I just thought of that, the Pat-Man. Like the Pac-Man, you eat everybody up in sight. <laughs> I like it. D.A. Uh, Bogus does know, by the way. I told him. Okay, so he, he was happy. He was more than, uh, yeah. what was he upset? Yeah, he gave me a fist pump, actually. Oh, wow. So Bogus likes ducking out of work there. All right. I wouldn't say that. No? 
He Paul, was. He, he no. He's a hard worker, just like you are. Just like I stuck uh, up for yeah, you on the show today. Yeah, we, okay, so let's let's lead there. Pat Boyle. He loves going out of his way to make sure. He's not really going out of his way. He respects the older generation. As you just heard me talk about what Pat adds respecting the younger generation, I have to acknowledging that myself and Pete and Bogus Dia aren't as young as we once thought we were with references. And I, Pat, I just alluded to that as well. It, you know, that's the different flavor you add is that, you know, comes a point in time where the realize we're not as young as we once were. And you have a different life perspective now that many of us probably envy and wish we still had that perspective. But things have changed. Life changes. And boy, will you see one day. Uh, all right, let's start. Locker room leader, everything. You gave everybody credit. Now you're giving bogus credit. Are you full of crap or do you mean these things? PGP, pull back the curtain right now. No, I mean them. Absolutely. In regards to saying that you deserve a C on your chest, you are the quote-unquote locker room leader. I, I look up to you as a leader and a mentor. Absolutely. And I think this week is fully exemplary of that. Now, look, next, and then, you know, I know on the show we joked about it. Bogus said, What are you doing next week? He said, I'm on vacation. You know, <laughs> yeah, take your vacation. You're right, of course. Well, you take your days. And by the way, if Don't... I wasn't, I'd probably be doing a lot more of these doubles and whatnot. Exactly. And you're doing DA show every day this week, normal producing, yep. hosting Friday, hosting BetQL on the Odyssey. Under our Odyssey umbrella, doing a double for that Wednesday and Thursday, and doing a double again on Friday, hosting Afternoon Drive on TV, on radio for Maggie and Perloff. That's not BS. I don't give out flack. I look up to you. You you took me under your wing when I first got here, man, and you're leading by example with your next three days of work. No, not BS. Now, that's very kind. Now, let me, because of that, you've become the Swiss Army knife, the Percy Harvin. Uh, You know, insert, uh, you know, a Ben Zobris reference here to the DA show. You really... You've carved out a nice role for you. It's, you know, for a long time, it, it was Connor Green. Still, there was still to a certain extent, but Connor Green climbed into a full-time role um, where it's, and he's very coveted. It's hard to work him in, but you have become that guy. Boom. Somebody's out. You you fill in. And as the ages alluded to, every role, right? I mean, Pete's out. You're on the board. I'm out. You sit in the big chair producing. Uh, I'm out. DA's out. You slotted that hosting chair with Bogus as you've done. Fourth of July, I mean, just to recap these couple days, Fourth of July, you host solo. Yesterday, you produce. On Monday, I'm sorry, what day is it? Today's Today Wednesday. is Wednesday. Monday, Fourth of July, you host. Tuesday, you produced it, correct? Correct. Wednesday, you're running the board for the DA show. Yeah, and Monday night, I also hosted on the fan. And think about that. So, hosting locally, Hosting this same show, producing this same show, and now running the controls for the same show. Not many people do that all in one week. So take us inside your week, a week working behind the scenes in radio and on the air in radio holiday week. Monday show, it's your DA show. How does it go? Yeah, I mean, it, it went well. I just, you know, first off, I just, you know, you guys look at me like a Swiss Army knife. I'm like a sex toy, man. You just use me, use me for your pleasure wherever. Especially for the bosses, don't clean me off. Just slot me in whenever you need somebody. I'll I'll bend over a barrel and uh, and I'll take it. But uh, that, if you listen to side A, that that reference is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean being being serious here. No, it was it would look it was some opportunities, and uh, at this point and in stage of my career, I'm looking for as many opportunities as possible. So I had plans originally to uh, you know I had the weekend off from producing duties and didn't, you know, didn't, didn't get slotted into a uh, position to host. Nice. So my family has been doing the Wildwood down in the southern tip of New Jersey, okay. Wildwood Crest every 4th of it's July. On the Jersey Shore beaches. The yes, South Shore. all yep. the way down at the end. Yep. 
And uh, so I, I planned on doing that Saturday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, all day Monday, come back Tuesday the 5th. Then some opportunities arose, hosting for DA Monday. I said, sure, I'll do it. Then later in that week, hey, can you also host Monday night on the fan in New York? I said, okay, sure, I'll do it. And then, hey, can you also produce DA? Or I was originally on the schedule, produce DA mm-hmm. Tuesday. So that's climbing the ladder. That's how you climb a ladder, though. Yeah. And uh, Pete, look, and this is the thing. Can I step in? I will make this about myself for a second. Go I ahead. know people are going to roll their eyes. When we have the leadership conversation and wearing a seat, we joke around about it. And oftentimes it ultimately leads to this. Can you believe how much Mraz falls forward? Can you believe he's doing this? He's doing, how could a guy who thought they spoke Egyptian in Brazil do this and that and Michael Jackson Zoo and all that? (laughs) You just described how, because I was the ultimate, I still am, because clearly as you pointed out, I'm doing a lot of other stuff. The yes man, hey, you need me? How can I put myself out there? Suppose I'm going to say yes to everything I possibly can. I'm working 12 hours on Christmases back in the day. Now, again, I, I, there's still always ladder to climb, but I feel like I've climbed enough of a ladder for it since I was asked to do a little 4th of July work as well. And I said, I got kids now. At some point, you got to tip your cap. But that's how you do it. Yeah, when you've done it for 10 years, 10 plus years, you have the then the affordability, the availability to say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take right. a day off, give these other guys a chance, and that's where I slot in. I was you ten years ago. You can be I, a complete moron if you say yes and you're good when you say yes, and they don't have to worry about you. That's how you fall forward, you moron. I'm speaking of bogus mainly. Yeah, no, I you get dumped on a lot, man. I think it's a lot of unfair just because your your lack of common sense at times and common intelligence in regards to the the Egyptian Brazil thing, stuff like that. That doesn't mean you don't work hard. That Thank doesn't you. mean you don't Thank sacrifice you. your your is... life to to be here and put on a show and be here for this company. You've done that for ten years. This is why, this and you've is been why. and you've been rewarded for it. This is why I respect Pat because he respects me, and this has become a love fest really quick. It really has. Now, that's awesome, awesome. Now I do have to say, there has been. How could we not do this side B? Because you and I actually don't get to do a lot of on air together, no. which is ironic. We work together enough, but Canadian bacon is off. Okay, it's over. It might come back. And you you changed the game in many ways. And I'm very happy for that. I'm proud of you for that. It put a lot more pressure on me. It, it caused quite a rift on the show. People were Team Boyle people. Very few were Team Mraz people. Your overall thoughts, if I could just go inside the mind of Pat Boyle, of how you approach a Canadian bacon, does it come easy to you? Uh, do you look at things I've done and... and basically have a do not do list like how does pat Boyle perfect a five oinker yeah i mean first of all i never wanted it to be me versus you one person gets dumped on the other gets celebrated i never wanted to upstage you in any way and make it okay you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna destroy Mraz. it was i just want to do the best job possible and you're entertaining with it but you know again i think it's pretty obvious at times the the rhyming isn't there the wordplay isn't there and sometimes you just you just stumble on the words when doing it. But that's fine. I knew that going into that if I did a good job, that it was going to be good. That if I did good with the writing and I performed well, that it was going to be great. And I was really just trying to perform against myself. And again, I think what it came down to was you thought you were you were unfairly graded most of the time by Pete. And that you knew down the road at the end of that finish line there was always going to be a Pete blank-eating grin with five oinks handed out to me, whether I deserved it or not. Correct. And I do I do believe I deserved it. But 
I think you hit on something, Pat. And that was, it was never a me versus you thing. I always support you, always root you, but it, it became so difficult when you're doing such a great job that when I feel like, even if I'm not doing as good a job as you where people are preferring it, when I'm putting in work that I feel like is being unfairly graded on the other side of it, because Pete knew it was good for controversy. Yeah, I think that's and, and look, if we unfair to both of us, I would say. And, and if we never had the, <laughs> if we never had the grading scale from Pete, would there have been a rift? Would there have been a? Would it have just been Boyle's great at it, Mraz isn't? But there would have never been a score to go off by, right. And and have that legitimacy, have that stamp. Those four oinks, those four and a half, those five oinks. Look, we're going to wrap this up, bringing this full circle. When you talk about, DA mentioned culture in the first half of this podcast. We've talked about captain C's. We've talked about leadership. And ultimately, all of those things center around the word power. I got the power. Power. PDB, our own body, when he has power, and yet he was master of squeals. When he was the king of the oinks, when he has power, he caused problems. Pete with power causes problems. And I just want to let you know that I was very proud of you. You absolutely deserved five oinks. Uh, if my rants and upsetness at Pete ended up de facto causing you harm or thinking that I was taking a shot at you, I never meant that. I never meant for that. Uh, and just know that this is all a Pete the body problem. This is not a Pat Boyle problem or a Tom Boyle problem. Yeah, Tom Boyle. Thank you, Marie in Denver. Yes. Or is it Maria in Denver? Maybe I should start botching her name. But uh, no, I, I, and I knew that from the start. And that's why it never really upset me. And even when DA was like, oh, this should be your day and Mraz is taking uh, all the shine away from you. I think that was, you know, for the bit, for the entertainment purpose, the entertainment factor. I, I never, I, I knew from the start it was you versus Pete, rather you versus me, and that we were both trying to put on a good competition, a good skit. And, um, you know, just to answer your question, too, from the start here, whatever, whenever I went into a Canadian bacon, it was always I tried to watch as many of the games as possible. Um, especially, obviously, the later rounds, it was much easier. When it was the first two rounds, oh. when I first got my hands on Canadian bacon, there's four, four games, games every night, yep. and it's tough. So I was trying to at least watch as many games as possible. Plus, you had the NBA playoffs going on. So whatever game I did not able was able to watch at least parts of watching the highlights, because there's a lot, too, I think, if you listen to just the radio highlights, the goals, or if you just look at the box score, you might, it, it, to me, it doesn't open up the full landscape of possibilities for the writing. Yeah. Because there's things within a broadcast you learn about guys, their nationality. Not every saying has to center around a highlight either. You could tell the story of the game, drop it a quick liner or something. Exactly, that too. So I try to watch as much as possible. And then, yes, whenever I would start the writing, it, I usually would write it during the show. Which makes the producing, um, you know, responsibilities uh, probably a little bit tougher. Yeah, for sure. And there would probably be twenty-minute pockets, you know, two times a show. Or I know Da's doing a segment where it's all him. It's right. not sound check. It's not stuff like in. that. And I can right. lock in. And I would go through, you know, the games I watch. If I didn't watch, I'd, I'd kind of watch on silent a little bit of the or watching in the queue some of the highlights. And then I'm going through the box score. Whoever I know is getting the, the subject of a pun, maybe just search their name. See if there's anything special about them that pops up right away. See what country they're from. That's how I got the one. I forget off the top of my head who was from Stockholm, Sweden. The Stockholm Syndrome put Shesterkin in, in his own, you know, prisoner of his own net. 
stuff like that. But yeah, just writing it during the show. And then there was a couple of bacons that I would use stuff that would happen during the show that morning and use it in bacon if we did it at 920. I think that played into the higher scores that I got. And just, you know, trying to write how the game went in a Cliff Notes version, like a game summary, and throw the puns in there as well. And anybody's name that sounded like anything, I would say what rhymes with Miller, what rhymes with Shesterkin, even if I couldn't think of something off the top of my head. And then just try to think of pop culture references, names that sounded like that, just good rhyming, and and ultimately just try to put it together, piece it together one by one. That's the right way to approach it. I might have to approach. I might have to learn from you and approach it that way next year, because I just and real quickly for rambling on too long about Canadian bacon, I will just tell you my ultimate always personal gripe, and people get very sensitive about this, but I'm gonna hope he's not listening to this. Is peeping the master of squeals. We also have pre-show responsibilities. I mentioned uh, in side A, sound check I'm gathering. DA oftentimes will respond to my night before email with a couple other sound bites he wants to play throughout the show, and, and that's all good. And for a long time, a long time, that was always Pete's responsibility. I handle sound check. I'll handle the cold open. Canadian bacon, when it's time for that, I'll handle. Pete just has to, you know, basically... Take, take the reads, get him the DA, and just whatever extra sound he can have, and I'll pitch him when I have. Somehow this has evolved with Pete's managerial roles to I'm the sole person responsible for everything except for reads. And more and more I would notice, you know, we get a text from Pete, hey, I got caught in traffic here, I got caught in traffic there, which is fine, we've all been there. Uh, and I found myself trying to squeeze in the Canadian bacon script while handling an extra responsibility that for some reason was no longer Pete's or Pete. For whatever reason, it's just, yeah. I don't want to say took advantage of me kind of helping him so out. So you felt strapped for time yeah. writing your bacons. And I have, I have no problem having this honest conversation on the listeners might find this interesting. But I, and then it would always bother me where maybe a bacon didn't come out as perfect as I thought it would. And then there's the person I'm picking up the slack for pre-show. Who's crushing you with the winks. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I mean? So I just to put yourself on my mindset. That's why I was always bugging out. It was like, this isn't right. This is not right. It's like I can't even say anything on air because then it, maybe it makes Pete look bad or Pete won't be able to laugh about it. You know what I mean? When it, it is the truth. I mean, I don't know. I felt good to get that. Should look in the eye and just, you know, give you a little yeah, side Yeah, out. and you had to get that off your chest. I, so, yeah, look, I mean, you know, and it's tough to do it at night because you, you're, you're waking up at 3.30, 4 o'clock yeah, in the morning. Yeah, you think of things. I would always say, like, on the way to work, I would, you know, I'd, I'd be processing everything. You'd be word playing. You'd be going I didn't have anything. Scenarios. I wasn't fully typing everything out, but I would have good ideas. And even during the games and stuff like that, you still have to formulate the script and everything. Well, maybe, and maybe, but maybe I'd wait to do it in show. Maybe that is the play next year. Yeah. I mean, it take it would take me, and uh, granted, now, so let's say show starts at 6. Uh, DA's doing the open at six. I usually would, you know, I want to lock in. I want to hear his take on the, the most important thing of the day for the first 10 minutes. Sound check, it's usually very involved. Producer, co-host, Bogues, and then Bogues' first update. Usually 6.40, I would lock in for those 15 minutes, get about a quarter of it done. Then his top of the seven, once he gets through like the first six minutes of that take, Correct. I'd take, take another 10 minutes, and at that point, I'd be halfway through it. Now, again, if we did the bacon at 7.40, then I'd have to really speed up and and sure. be strapped a little bit for time there. But if the times that I did it at 9.20, and I had the the luxury of doing that, I know a lot of times you did it early, maybe we have to lock it in for a 9.20 every day next year. Because then by the time 8.30 rolls around, I'm, I've been done with it. I proofread it. I maybe tweak some it's, things, maybe add some stuff in from the show that day. So 
Maybe that's the thing for next year. It's certainly interesting. There's different ways to tinker it, but I think this was a good, healthy conversation to discuss the future of Canadian bacon. See how that evolved? Now, Pat, what's your Twitter handle? At PatBoyle44. At PatBoyle44. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MirazCBS. Hey, good side beat, buddy. Yeah, it was uplifting. It was positive. <laughs> that's it. it. Hey, it might be a love fest, but... I hope the listeners enjoy it. Have a great weekend. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.